Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and this is episode 23. I'm titling it, That Juice Fast Won't Help You Lose Weight. Probably. Uh, So a disclaimer, as always, I am not a doctor, and this podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, or to be mistaken for medical advice. So please always consult with your physician before beginning any new diet or health regimen. With our bases covered, Happy New Year. It is 2016, um, which means that it is that time of year where we collectively realize just how much junk we eat at the holidays, which for me was kind of a lot. Um, I had a fabulous holiday season. I hope you guys had a great holiday too. Um, no matter what you celebrate or how many holidays you celebrate, um, we're all excited about the new year, so there's that commonality. And one thing that most of these holidays in December have in common there are a lot of them. Most world religions have a major holiday in December, and a lot of them focus on food. Like, especially Hanukkah is literally a holiday of fried food. Like, that, it's all fried food. And then Christmas, again, tons of sugar, tons of processed fried foods. Delicious, don't get me wrong, but I ate so much this month, or last month. And I'm kind of excited to get back into the swing of things and jump back on the healthy eating bandwagon. And granted, I think for most of us, December is kind of like a planned binge. We basically say to ourselves, all right, this is the deal. I'm going to go to holiday parties. I'm going to be doing a lot of eating of desserts and of really rich foods and doing some drinking. And it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be an ugly couple of weeks. But then we emerge at the end of the tunnel in January with all of these New Year's resolutions and all these healthy eating plans and these cleanses. So, you know, New Year, New You. But I'm not such a huge fan of all this, I guess, cleansing. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. And today, specifically, juice fasts. So I'm going to level with you. I've definitely tried a juice fast on more than one occasion. In fact, I've probably done at least five of them. None recently, but still. Um, The first few times were actually quasi-successful in that I made it about a week um, in doing nothing but drinking juices, and some were homemade, some were store-bought. And the thing is, I didn't really notice any significant weight change. Obviously, it was a a week. Like You're not really going to experience that much. And if there was weight change during it. For instance, if I lost a lot of weight in that week, it would pretty much come right back, which whatever, fine. Um, but the last time I only made it three days, it was really bad. Um, and it was only because my roommates and I had made a bet that we would, we would make it three days on a juice fast, which having done some before I thought, Oh, no problem. Like this will be great. I'm just totally going to win this. Um, the two of them caved, about it was less than 24 hours into it I think over a package of Oreos they just said screw this we're miserable and I only stayed doing it the next two days because I'm so insanely competitive that I really wanted to prove that I could do it um but the whole time I was like I felt terrible um I was miserable I was really hungry and aggravated and cold which was weird because it was July and it's a really warm month here Um, this is actually, funnily enough, what led me to the keto and low carb community for 
like the most recent time, the time that stuck, <laughs> uh, just because I felt so terrible that I was thinking to myself, this isn't the way for me. So what, what can I do? Like I need to find a new way of eating. But anyway, that was my experience with juice fasts. Um, and I wanted to kind of take a more factual and less of an anecdotal approach to this and explore reasons why maybe a juice fast isn't the best way to go if you're looking for any sort of lasting weight loss or health changes. So we'll start off with what's probably the most obvious reason that I'm not a huge fan of juice fasts, and that's the sugar. There's just so much sugar that will be happening. If you've listened to any of my other podcasts or read my blog or even checked out my Instagram, you probably realize that I am pretty low carb. And naturally, this is my first argument for the whole sugar thing. Um, when you juice fruits and veggies, you are stripping out most of the fiber and actually some nutrients with it. I know that everyone says that juicing is the best way to get nutrients directly shuttled into your blood, but you are still stripping the fruit and the veggies of some of these nutrients. Just if you look at the pulp that um, is created from juicing, especially if you look at carrot pulp or something like a very pigmented vegetable, you will notice that there is still a lot of that pigment. And most of the time these pigments, in fact, these pigments all of the time from a fruit or a vegetable, are healthy antioxidants and polyphenols, which just means plant chemical. They are good for you in that they're anti-inflammatory, um, they're uh, antioxidants most of the time, and it's, it's important to get this balance of nutrients. But you are getting some in the juice, it's just that there is a good portion left behind with the fiber. And as we've talked about before, fiber is important. It slows the digestive process and mitigates the influx of sugar into your bloodstream. And with a juice fast, you're basically just flooding your body with a ton of sugar. And a good amount of this is fructose. And I know we all hear like, oh, fructose is fruit sugar. I don't know if you could hear my air, qu air quotes happening there. It's like fructose is fruit sugar. It's processed differently. It's good for you. It comes from fruit. It's natural. Okay, well, that is actually true. It is natural. It is from fruit. Um, and it is processed differently in the body than glucose is, but that is actually not necessarily a good thing. So glucose is a monosaccharide, that, which just means it's like a single sugar molecule, that raises blood sugar. And that is because it is the primary source of energy for your muscles, for your brain. It's your, your body's preferred energy source and that it's like the easiest thing. Um, and what happens is glucose raises blood sugar because it is absorbed from the bloodstream. It triggers insulin release and that whole process, basically insulin is released. It, um, when glucose is in your bloodstream, it shuttles the glucose into your muscles. They, um, turn into glycogen, which is what they use for energy, um, Excess glucose is eventually stored as fat, but it's it's that whole insulin response thing. So you eat a lot of sugar, your insulin is raised, this whole process starts. Now with fructose, it's different because fructose does not enter your bloodstream. It actually is shuttled directly into your liver. And what's curious about that is it's not really processed in the same way that other sugars are. Fructose is processed in an incredibly difficult not difficult, I guess complicated, like multiphasic 
uh, process in your liver where one of the end products is actually triglyceride. And you've heard of triglycerides because that is one of the things that indicates cardiovascular disease or end atherosclerosis and all those fun things. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but because fructose cannot actually be used by our brains and muscles in that same way that glucose can, it is typically turned into fat, like triglyceride is fat, um, and stored in the liver. Now what's bad about this is if you've ever heard of non-alcohol related fatty liver disease, this is the start of it. It's that fat that accumulates in your liver from eating way too much fructose. Um, and this will damage the liver, obviously, if you just load up any organ with fat, um, then it's, it's not going to function as well. You're, you're essentially turning yourself in, into foie gras. <laughs> it's not great. Um, and the liver is, of course, incredibly important. It's responsible for over 200 different functions in your body, including everyone's favorite buzzword, detoxification. So having impaired liver function is obviously not a good thing. And triglycerides released into the bloodstream can also form plaque on the arteries, as we talk about, and lead to atherosclerosis and all of those terrible things that, again, we hear about all the time. And granted, this is the extreme outcome of consuming a lot of fructose, but still it's something to think about, um, especially as a juice cleanse literally just floods your body with sugar and with fructose. So this brings us back to glucose and that insulin response. And a constant influx of sugar into your bloodstream is going to create a roller coaster of insulin spikes and lows for your body. Because as we kind of touched on before, when there's glucose in, your in the bloodstream, your pancreas releases insulin to shuttle that glucose into your muscles. Um, the glucose is converted to glycogen. There's a whole process. If you've heard of the Krebs cycle, ATP. Muscle energy, your mitochondria, more science buzzwords. Um, but anyway, it's used for energy later. And when insulin rises, cortisol actually will rise as well as your body attempts to achieve levels of homeostasis. Um, and as we've talked about before, hormones are all interrelated. So when insulin and cortisol are out of balance when they are both raised in their different um, cycles, this can actually impact estrogen and testosterone as well, which will lead to mood swings and other delightful side effects. So, I mean, that could, is probably part of the reason that everyone is so cranky on a juice fast. I mean, at the beginning. Also, um, like detoxing from all the crap that we eat on a daily basis probably contributes. Anyway, I've written a few articles actually on healthygamergirl.com about this relationship between sugar and hormones, which I will link in the show notes. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, the final issue that I'll talk about today with having so much sugar at one time is if you have any sort of yeast or bacterial overgrowth, sugar is not the thing you want to be consuming. So basically any sufferers of candida or SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, are potentially greatly worsening those conditions because sugar directly feeds those things. So if you're on this juice cleanse, you're trying to sort out your digestion. Maybe you have a candida overgrowth and you think, oh, this, this could help. It probably won't. It will actually just literally shuttle sugar into the, the um, yeast <laughs> and make it worse. Anyway, um, on to the, I guess, reason number two that I'm not totally keen on juice fast. And that is because it's essentially a starvation diet. Like if we look at it from any angle, 
you're probably not consuming the 2000 calories or whatever your calorie number that you need every day. You're not going to get that um, most of the time on a juice cleanse. And the weight you lose is in that pattern of a starvation diet. You're going to lose some water weight. Um, you're going to lose weight from just not eating any bulk because like there's, you're not, you don't have that fiber. You don't have that, that extra stuff to poo out. Let's be real. Um, so when the juice fast is over and you start eating more food again, um, you're going to gain that water weight back. You're going to gain that bulk weight, we'll call it back. Um, you're going to, you're going to gain a little bit of the weight back, but also on a juice fast on one of these starvation diets, you're going to lose muscle. It's just going to happen. And that's going to hurt you in the long run because muscle is metabolically active tissue. So when you have more muscle, it actually helps your body burn more calories. That's why, um, if you, if you're trying to lose a little weight, it's actually pretty helpful to gain a little bit of muscle first, it might make you gain a pound or so or a couple pounds at the beginning of your weight loss journey. But in the end, it's actually going to help you out because you're going to have that, that metabolically active tissue working with you to burn off that fat. And that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. My Martha Stewart, that's a good thing. Um, anyway, if a juice fast goes on long enough, it can actually damage your metabolism. And part of this is losing muscle, which again, as we talked about, metabolically active helps you burn fat but also because your body is super smart and it will adapt to a situation to try to achieve homeostasis. And homeostasis just means balance. It just means your body wants to be in balance. And so if you're not taking in enough calories, your body's going to realize this and we'll start shutting down some functions and you'll be tired all the time. And it's going, it's going to basically make it so that your body consumes less calories. It's going to adjust your energy output to meet that energy input. Um, and this is one of the reasons that many people actually put on more weight than they lost at the end of a juice fast because their body has a new set point. So when they end the fast, they start eating normally again. They might be eating the normal amount of calories they ate before. They might even be eating less than that but it's going to be higher than their body's new new set point. It's new TDEE, or totally, total daily energy expenditure. And that's kind of a bummer. It's a bummer because you've starved yourself for X amount of days, weeks, whatever. And at the end of it, you end up putting on more weight. And again, this is primarily anecdotal, but actually a link to a study where they had participants on a juice fast for a week and everyone gained more weight at the end than they had lost, which is, or not everyone, but you know, most people, which is upsetting. It's not the thing you want at the end of your juice fast, especially because you've deprived yourself for so long. Um, another reason why I'm not really keen on juice fasts is that they are, and this is the scientific term, weird for your digestive system. So I've written about how chewing is a vital part of digestion as it signals your stomach to create digestive juices as well as releasing amylase, which is something that it's an enzyme that breaks down carbohydrates into your mouth. So when you chew an apple, not only are you telling your stomach food is coming, but you're also releasing all this amylase, which is breaking down the sugars and the starches in the apple so that by the time it hits your stomach, like some of the work is already done. So without chewing, you're missing out on this key piece of the digestive process and making it things a little more difficult on your body. Um, you're also consuming a lot of liquid, 
which will dilute the stomach acid, forcing your body to produce more. Now, this might not really impact you if you've already got great digestion, but most people who are doing a juice fast do not have great digestion. Um, well, I guess that's, that's kind of unfair to say, but most people in the world, do, or in America at least, do not have great digestion. So we'll, we'll just use that umbrella to kind of classify this as. But um, because the, juice, the contents of a juice fast are mostly sugar with basically no protein or fat, the whole diluted stomach acid thing might not be that big of an issue in terms of a short-term thing. But if you're doing this juice fast long term and just constantly flooding your body with digestive or with um, water and diluting those digestive juices, this is eventually, again, your body's going to try to achieve homeostasis and say like, oh, okay, so I guess we need a lot of digestive juice and either overproduce or just realize that your stomach isn't even taking in these things that need the digestive juices and eventually, long-term, we'll just down-regulate production. Um, and it's interesting, but a lot of vegetarians actually have lowered digestive juices, lowered stomach acid, because they're not eating things like fat and protein in as great a quantity, which will increase kind of your, your digestive fire, so to speak. And what's interesting is you would think that having lower digestive juices is a good thing, like, oh, like, less chance of heartburn, but actually, it can increase your heartburn, because as your body has these foods that require more um, stomach acid to digest, you're, you will end up creating more stomach acid and releasing more acid into your gut than you would otherwise, and you're just, like, kind of upregulating your stomach acid production when those foods do hit your stomach, so it's this really weird, this is, like, really weird balance that you have to achieve, but... One of the things is flooding your gut with liquid while you're eating is not a great solution for not having heartburn. So I've kind of torn apart a juice fast a little bit in like a fairly reasonable way. It wasn't over the top. But I do want to talk about the possible benefits of a juice fast because I don't think it's fair to only present one side of a story. So one of the possible benefits is that you are giving your digestive system a bit of a break, at least in terms of your lower digestive system. I know we talked about how your stomach and the first part of digestion isn't really assisted that much by juice fast, but in your, your gut, your lower intestines, your, well, your intestines in general, your lower GI tract, we'll say, um, your body usually has to digest a lot of junk with all of the overprocessed food that we eat in our diets. Um, and I'm including myself in this. I'm not at all saying that I eat perfectly because I don't. Um, so it is good to give your digestive system a little bit of a break here and there. Of course, this can also be accomplished by intermittent fasting or just short fasts where you're consuming broth, like a day maybe where you don't eat food, you just consume broth that has minerals and vitamins. Um, because actually, as it's funny, but juice fast can actually lead to, I said actually th three or four times there, totally unnecessary, but a juice fast can lead to a sodium deficiency when done long enough because most fruits and vegetables have an incredibly low sodium um, content, and sodium is actually a very important micronutrient. It's a mineral that our bodies actually require, again with the actually, sorry, it's a nutrient that our bodies require for proper function. Um, all of our cells for, um, 
again, to, to achieve homeostasis, have a sodium potassium pump. And it's to keep the, the liquid levels more or less equal, like inside your cells and outside of your cells. When you have too much sodium, um, your cells retain fluid. When you have not enough sodium, your cells kind of tend to lose a lot of liquid, which can lead to dizziness, um, can become dehydrated. There's low blood pressure, all of these things, which not the best. Headaches, migraines, all of these things. So it's funny, but juice fast can actually lead to a sodium deficiency. Um, now there's a lot of anecdotal evidence and some studies actually that indicate vegetable juice can help to regulate your blood sugar. But the studies I've seen have included vegetable juice, so not fruit juice, which is much lower in sugar. And the juice was included as part of a healthy diet. It wasn't in place of a healthy diet. Um, another reason some people might actually benefit from a juice fast is to help them kickstart a new healthy lifestyle. I know there are some people that really need to go cold turkey on things and really need to force themselves to be in a totally new situation. Just including more fruits and vegetables won't necessarily help them break out of a mindset of eating junk food or it allows them to slip back into their old eating habits. And if you really want to completely change your diet and you think this is the only way, maybe a short-term juice fast is good, is a good way to do that. But again, I wouldn't recommend any more than a couple days if that's what you're thinking, because a week is a week is a long time to go just eating sugar. Um, and yes, I have seen Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, which is a documentary where this incredibly sick Australian man named Joe um, goes on a six-month juice fast, and he loses a ton of weight. He gets off all of these steroid medications he has for a skin condition called urticaria, um, which actually I think it's just the Latin word for hives, but it's like chronic hives and can be triggered by a lot of things, and it's actually an autoimmune condition. Um, but he was very, very sick and overweight and it looked like his diet before had zero healthy foods. So switching to this juice diet was obviously going to be beneficial. It's also interesting to note that, um, gluten is being implicated as the culprit in a lot of these autoimmune conditions through a process called biological mimicry, which we've talked about a little bit before. And that's more or less where your body, when when identifying proteins and things, we'll look at the first few amino acids in the strand. It's just, it's a shortcut. It's a quick way. It says, oh, okay, this is that. I know this is that. And so you might start to develop reactions to things like gluten, for instance, which the gliadin or gliadin, I actually don't know how to pronounce that. We'll say gliadin. So the gliadin and gluten will potentially start with this, a certain string of amino acids. And tissue in your body might also have that same string of amino acids at the beginning of it because of course an amino um, a protein is a combination of a lot of amino acids so it's totally reasonable to expect that more than one type of protein would start with the same string of amino acids so your thyroid for instance might start with this amino this string of amino acids and your body will now start to see your thyroid tissue as being an invader because of the, the gluten that you're consuming. So every time you consume that gluten, your body says, oh my goodness, we're under attack and starts attacking the thyroid tissue as well. Just because that um, string of amino acids at the beginning of the protein is so similar to gluten. And that's 
so that's um, one of the reasons that his urticaria may have disappeared is that he's no longer consuming the protein, whatever it is that is causing that, um, that reaction to occur. Again, I'm not a doctor. I have zero idea if that's actually what's happening. I just think it's a really interesting thing to think about. Um, I do actually really like that documentary. I think it's, it's not really, well, we'll say a documentary, that film, um, because it's, it's interesting and it does go to show how healthy eating is so incredibly important and how you can more or less reverse a lot of these symptoms by just stopping eating bad foods. Not bad. It's not fair to attach morals to this, but stopping eating certain foods or reducing your consumption of certain overprocessed foods or certain foods that may not be good for your body and increasing your intake of vegetables. Which brings me to my next point. If you're not doing a juice fast, what do you do instead? And as unfun as this is going to sound, I think it's typically best to just practice moderation and increase your intake of healthy foods. Just eat more vegetables, eat less processed foods. It's not really as sexy as a juice cleanse because there's no fun community or, well, I guess you could like, eat clean and all of those like healthy eating fit food hashtags that we all love so much. Um, but it's going to yield better results than these crash diets or these starvation diets and all of these short-term, quote, solutions that don't really end up working in the end. Um, if you really want to give your digestive system a break or dabble in fasting, intermittent fasting is a less extreme option, and I will put some links in the show notes to, I guess, ex explanations of intermittent fasting. Or try adding a glass of vegetable juice in with your meals once a day and see how it goes. Not a huge glass, don't do 20 ounces of it, but a small 8-ounce glass of vegetable and not fruit juice in with your meals has actually been shown to increase insulin, um, yeah, increase insulin sensitivity and help regulate your blood sugar So and actually increase weight loss. So that might be an option, but don't replace all your food with fruit juice and then wonder why you're cranky all the time. Anyway, um, this was really fun. I enjoy researching things like this and I hope that you got some benefit out of this podcast. I'd love to hear your comments or any questions or any sort of maybe experience you've had with juice fasts and you can email me with those at liz at healthygamergirl.com or find me on Instagram. It's at healthygamergirl. And also just go to healthygamergirl.com and find me through any of the other methods linked there. And if you're looking for the show notes, they are at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes. So thank you so, so much for tuning into this. It really does mean a lot to me. And every one of the comments that you guys send to me, either email or Instagram, seriously brightens my day so much. You have no idea. I get those comments and it just makes me so happy. So thank you so much. It really does mean a lot. Um, I hope that you all are enjoying your new year and I will see you next time.